doing? Why are you doing so weird? I was getting my notes out. You did it so like weirdly. Oh, you always judge me. Because you went like this. Yeah, people listening don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like a businesswoman. She acted like she was a businesswoman. She acted like she was a businesswoman after just almost spitting her water out, giggling for some reason, and then her whole demeanor changed. Because I got in the mode of podcasting. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know what happened to you. You're like a different person right now. Okay, like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I don't know because like my brain's not working. It's because I'm taking a hit. I'm a little bit H I G H. Girl, this would be an interesting podcast. You know. <laughs> um. Okay. Welcome to two dipshits. I hated the way I said that. Oh my god. Welcome to. <laughs> Kidding, I don't know if we get copyright right <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get copyright. I was like, nobody listens. Ew. <laughs> okay. Okay. Welcome to. And then we're not doing that. Welcome, 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 welcome to two dipshits. I just wanted to say welcome. Everybody's leaving this podcast right now. Okay. I think they left a while ago. Yeah, probably. Anyway, welcome to Dipshits. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode <laughs> um, that we want to talk about. Why am I saying this so weirdly? I don't know. Why is everything so uncomfortable? We were so ready for this, and now it's like. Is whenever I turn on the mic and it's like, ooh, even though I have notes in front of me. Delusion. What versus. Illusion. Pronounce. <laughs> I know. I noticed that when I listen back to the podcast, I think I have a mumbling kind of thing. So do I. Also, I feel like we both just talk really fast. Like, I can understand us in the podcast, but honestly, when I look at, listen back to it sometimes, I'm like, how are people understanding? I don't know. Are they? <laughs> so, this episode, we want to talk about delusion versus reality because we've been thinking Playing about it. it around me. Yeah, we've been thinking about it a lot these past couple of weeks because. <laughs> teeter-tottering yeah um <laughs> <laughs> we have been. well it kind of came up because i think some people in our lives <laughs> think we're a little bit delusional for being like so into this business and what we're doing and then you know it gets us second guessing yeah are we being delusional or is it realistic and we just have very high hopes and we're manifesting what we want you know yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know where to go off that well our notes i don't i took notes on the questions oh i didn't do notes on this i should have like oh i have some things well one of the things we were talking about today actually because kendra's been experiencing a lot of anxiety if you want to talk about that i don't know but what we were saying is sometimes it's hard trusting your gut when you're anxious because it's very hard to tell is it an anxious thought or is it a gut reaction mm-hmm. like when we're anxious about the business going somewhere is it our gut saying mm, something's off mm-hmm. or is it just anxious thought which i know like side deep down i am 100 i know this business is like I'll our like, thing I'll have, but like, i usually have like gut instincts on like positive things in my life like the business i'm like my gut instinct is to put 110% into this business, truly focus on this, and it will pay off. This is what we're meant to do with our lives. And then, but then, yeah, people's voices will get in my head, and then my anxious voice will get in my head being like, 
yeah, are you being stupid? Are you being delusional? And then it can make me question my gut instinct. And it makes me think, is the new thoughts my gut instinct? And it's like, what is really my gut instinct? And you forget what your first gut instinct was in the first place. And then you're also like, it was my gut instinct. Why am I going back on it? I think it was my gut instinct that should just like be set in my head kind of thing. Yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety plays a big thing into it. And I think it's very hard, especially when you have heightened anxiety in like the moment, like it's kind of easier to look at it, you know, like a day or two later once it settles a bit, but in the moment, it's very much of like, yeah, am I making, am I making all these wrong decisions in my life? Is my gut telling me that? I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thing to play off of because like, but the business I'm wholeheartedly a hundred percent. I know it's what we should be doing. Same with the book that I'm writing a hundred percent. I know what I should be doing, but yeah. Then I think a lot of people, what are you like part or something? Why are you laughing at me? Did you think about my Elvis moves I did earlier? Cause those are hot. I can't focus right now. I should not have done that. Oh my God. Well, we're going to do this tonight. I know. I'm set on it. I just went out. I remember when I was speaking, I was like, what am I saying? (laughs) It got so long. And I was like, how long have I been how long have I been talking? You weren't talking that long. <laughs> I was talking like an hour. I feel like now on the description of this podcast, I'm gonna be like, spoiler alert, not spoiler alert, but warning. Like we'll see we got high. We got high before doing this. We didn't this. mean to get high, you guys. No. Sorry, I need to cut this all out. I took away from your topic and I want to continue on with your topic. We'll have to cut it out. We do, because I don't think people like when we stray away. Oh, I do. Okay. Um, What I was saying was I am 100% sure on the business and my book, which is why like deep, deep, deep down, I know it's reality, not delusion, which I think honestly, it's okay to be like a little delusional because in a lot of ways, you're delusional, like, or your reality might be delusional to somebody else but it's because they're not seeing what you're seeing in your head like we see the full picture of where we want our business to go and that to somebody else they just can't picture that in their mind so we look delusional just like i might think somebody else is delusional for i don't know doing something crazy just because i can't picture it yeah you know but deep down in my gut 100 percent, i know it's like our reality and i think that's how you you what am I trying to say you you understand what is realistic and what is delusional for yourself it's deep mm-hmm. deep deep gut and if it keeps coming back into yes. your mind I feel like it has to mean something like the company we easily could have like wrote off within the first after the first couple launches and been like mm. like our our anxiety could have got the best of us the, the people telling us that we were delusional could have got the best of us we could have easily ended it but the fact that it's always playing on our mind, and we both said, even if we did let that get to our mind and we did for some reason stop the business before, oops, sorry. <laughs> Got a little too into it. <laughs> but even if we did let that get into our mind and stop the business for some reason before we allowed it to take off, like our delusions, or no, our, yeah. Wait, our anxiety get the best of us. <laughs> There's so many words. <laughs> and we let the, our anxiety get the best of us. We both said that even if we didn't have the company, we'd still be thinking about the company. Yeah. And I feel like that shows like that if it keeps playing in your mind, it has to mean something. And then also I was thinking off what you said and say that no matter what, 
whenever you take a risk in life, you have to be somewhat delusional. Because if you mm-hmm. like didn't take any risks in life and you lived a really realistic life, like at the end of the day, would you really be happy with it? Or in my opinion, like to have like a really fulfilled life, you have to take risks. You have to like go out of your comfort zone. You have to do things that people around you don't necessarily see as like practical mm-hmm. in order to make your life interesting and to make it like worthwhile, I think. I agree on that topic. That was very good. I also, and we're not going to talk about business. I think there's a lot of aspects in life where you can be delusional versus realistic. Like another one is like relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, or just first off meeting somebody. It's hard to be like, oh my God, do we have a really good connection? Or am I just being delusional and not seeing the whole picture? Mm -hmm. That's a really hard one. And then also with relationships, it's like, if you're going to jump into a relationship, if you're going to really commit yourself to somebody and fully rely on like fully be with them in a way you have to be kind of delusional to be like to fully go with them because like in reality you can be like oh like a lot of relationships end a lot of relationships or like my past experiences have shown me that relationships can turn bad or like you know like that kind of, like you could look at the realistic side of relationships and not like you have to go with your heart in relationships to be in a relationship is going with your heart delusional or is or- it like is realistic that- for you yes and like it's because you have to have the balance of head and heart but sometimes you really do have to go with your heart over your head and sometimes you have to go with your head over your heart and it's kind of on your gut to decide which one you go with but then when you have this like anxiety and you have outside voices your gut instinct gets so mixed up in your head and then it's like what do I end up going with and I feel like as much as I like I get in my head of being like yeah should I listen to outside voices should I listen to my anxiety or should I go with the thing that's like really I think if it worked out, it would make me the happiest. Where it's like, why not take that risk of something that could make me the happiest rather than later asking like a, what if? Like, what if we had continued the company? Or like, mm-hmm. what if I had gotten with this person or something like that? Like, mm-hmm. why would you not allow yourself to risk in order to maybe create that best life that you see? I agree. For yourself. Because like at that point, the risk of failing in our business is way less than the risk of someday being leaving older. I mean, like, what would have happened if I would have kept going? Like, you know you're going to have those what ifs. Mm -hmm. So why not take as many what ifs out of your life as you can, out of the equation as you can, Mm -hmm. hoping to make that best life. And yeah, if you don't make that best life, it sucks. But at least you got rid of the list of what ifs. I was going to read the um, definition of delusional. But bro, there's a lot of big words. Oh, you got it. Characterized by or holding false beliefs or judgments about external reality that are held despite incontrovertible evidence to the contrary, typically as a symptom symptom of a mental condition. Did you understand that? Wait, are you just telling us that we have a mental <laughs> That was just a normal one. Let's look up delusional urban dictionary. I feel like it'll be like way better in urban dictionary. Believing something to be true, that is clearly not. Someone who is not thinking clearly used to describe someone attached to an idea, which is obviously false. So, John believes he's always right. He's delusional. But you know what? Whoever yeah. is on the other end of this, like oh maybe God. let's call him Tim. Tim is like, John believes he's always right. He's delusional. But what if Tim's delusional by thinking that that John always thinks that he's right? Because yeah, Tim is always is, wrong. Yeah, Tim is thinking he's right. It's mm-hmm. true. Delusionals are very sub- are delusions subjective. Are so subjective. Wow, we're having breakthroughs. You're just high. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And I don't like delusional someone who's not thinking clearly, but yeah, not thinking clearly to whose standards. Yeah, exactly. That's what's who gets makes up these rules? Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, if we talk about relationships and a person clearly is like, I don't want to be with you. And, and like, the, <laughs> yeah, and like you're stalking them basically. I mean, like once they see me that they'll love me. Yeah, yeah like delusional. Cross where it is truly like delusional. But there's like that that middle ground where it's like, is this really delusional or is it what, yeah, like yeah. my reality? Yeah, like you really that small little section you can't tell. Then like you can cross the line both ways where it gets out of hand. Mm-hmm. But that middle section, I feel like that's like the wavering part of all of life. If you're not a little too crazy, mm-hmm. and that's where all the big decisions that can really impact your life are made. And most companies, like bigger companies or innovative companies, not saying we're like innovative because we're just doing clothing, but like we're doing cool stuff. But like I'm telling you, innovative companies, like nobody had any clue like that could be something or exactly. could be in existence now. Exactly. You know, like I don't know. Like um, wildflower cases. I don't know like a bunch about them, but I do know it was made by two sisters. Ah. Actually, let's not say that because I don't actually fully know. That's true. <laughs> okay, well, I think I, I was thinking more like you know in like the seventies, if somebody two different places, somebody where somebody was like, oh my god, you know, it'd be so cool a phone like that's in your hand and you could go like walk around with it, and they like that person delusional but were they no exactly you know let me think of something else yeah i know there's companies like i've just i remember being like oh my god that's our story but now i'm like i mean even like um screenwriters and like anybody like movie involved Mm -hmm. it's like those people are dedicating a lot a lot of time and a good amount of chunk of money to a movie that could or could not go anywhere like in a way that is kind of delusional mm-hmm. as well but in a good way because like scream scream one of course not the rest of them they're all great but scream one is like boom like amazing that was like the start of a lot of like kitschy horror you mm-hmm. know and so that they created a whole like fandom with that one too a whole huge fan base in reality the, the first movie was kind of delusional because that also wasn't like a huge genre or a huge popular genre out mm-hmm. so they've created like a whole like who said that one that one quote that was like you don't create what people want you like you what is it it's something like you don't create what people want you show people what they want or something you know like or you create you know what i'm trying to say no Am I dumb? Yes. But like you, you know, like some people don't realize that they're gonna want. Like you see a vision of what people want, but not. It's not like a. You know what I'm trying to say. I don't really either. You don't. I'm looking this up. Create people want. Oh, Steve Jobs. See, I freaking am smart. Call me Einstein. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> like four of the words. Oh, some people say, give the customers what they want, but that's not my approach. Our job is to figure out what they're going to want before they do. I think Henry Ford once said, if I'd asked customers what they'd wanted, they would have told me, a faster horse. People don't know what they want until you show it to them. That's why I never rely on market research. Our task is to read things that are not yet on the page. That's crazy. That, to some people, that's delusional. Yes. Yeah, very realistic living people just think that like, any sort of like dream that you act on is delusional 
And so it's just hard to have those voices in your head. And like, I think with those voices in your head and then your like anxiety tells you to go with this with society. So like you're living with like <laughs> you're saying like this is so much. <laughs> I can't do this. Dude. This is crazy. You gotta cut that part out. <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. Dude, I so I have exactly what I want to say in my head, but I can't think of the words. It's like my mom keeps doing it, but the words aren't going in my head. I get that. Because <laughs> every time I write my book, I like I can see exactly how the world is in my head yeah, and I'm like <laughs> you know I go there is a rock it is gray <laughs> I don't act it in, but that's when I read it back I'm like that wasn't anything that was in my head author <laughs> well like, even delusional you know um like a lot of authors had to pitch their books for years and years and years and years mm-hmm. and years until somebody finally takes a chance on them. And then it's like huge things like exactly. Game of Thrones and Hunger Games and all these things like these huge fandoms that then created other storylines and books and ideas based off those. But it took forever for somebody to actually take a chance on them. But in their head, they were like, this is amazing. Yeah, like you know? every single person that's done something like a celebrity, like any person that's done something well, like big enough to be like well-known had to be delusional at mm-hmm. some point of their lives because they had to have pushed through to make it because like I think a very realistic way of living is like oh you like go to school get your job have a family and it doesn't like m- allow you to really think like oh I can do something different with my life if I wanted to if I have the dream I can't like necessarily go out and do it mm-hmm. is a realistic way of looking at it it's like oh that's like a that'd be cool but like it's not my life mm-hmm. but I think that like the dreamers and the the in that way delusional people are saying like no i want to change the norms i don't want that way no <laughs> like, you know what i'm saying yeah like how we were, we were saying the other day how like dak shepherd had to be delusional to go from acting to podcasting and mm-hmm. now he's set on podcasting and he has like really no desire to act that much anymore like but he wouldn't have necessarily even known that unless he started podcasting and now he's also created a whole different type of podcast that like he has a huge fan base he's created a like a deeper sense of interviewing yeah like he's literally interviewed presidents yeah so like but and not even like about things that they're typically interviewed about. yeah like he just he's such a cool interviewer he's but he also changed a whole because he knew what his talents were yes and he moved he went on that he moved on that like mm-hmm. everybody who's done something out of society's norms in a way have had to be delusional to do it i agree everybody else has to be delusional at points in their life it's just when it's like a big thing like that takes up no that doesn't make sense cut that out i was gonna say when it's a big thing that like takes up a good portion of like the biggest business there's like a, a probably no i think that's right because okay. i think when it was a side hustle for both of us we were not seen as delusional yeah now that it's our main focus for both of us and more it's like getting money on getting money to like live as a side hustle but this is our main job and we're not necessarily working on like the career of the resume anymore. Like at least for me, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily being like, I want my resume to look this. And I'm planning on being here and here and here in the corporate world. Instead, I'm like, no, I'm just going to make enough money to be able to fund this and like fund our lives outside of this and like invest in this business. And this is all like most of my energy is going to this. That's when I'm more seen as delusional because I'm not doing this like 
Like, I don't think side hustles are seen as delusional, but like when you make the side hustle your full-time job, like we were talking about this the other day, it's so, so weird that when you have a small business, the amount of people that ask you how much money are you making is so weird because you would never really go up unless like, you know, you were at the same company or I really do think like in the same company, people need to start talking about their salaries, but nobody like randomly that you meet would ever ask you your salary. But we get asked so much how much money we make or how many sales we have as a small business. And I know like people probably are just curious, but it to sometimes to us, it feels like they're judging how successful we are mm-hmm. based on the money we make. They're wanting to be told like, or they're wanting to feel like right about how their thought process was about us. Like they like, a lot of people do look at us as delusional. And by asking us those questions, they're hoping to be confirmed. Like, oh yeah, they like, are delusional. I make more money than them. Yeah. And they're in their small business when- in reality, like we have- our vision is exponential. Like mm-hmm. there's so much places that we can go. And like, so I don't really necessarily get down about when people talk about yeah. that, but I do get annoyed that instead of being like, oh, we had this achievement, we did this, 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 it's growing. We can totally see it growing. We're like solely based on the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I get for like investors and stuff, you maybe yes. it's not, but like for people just supporting our business, I don't like that success equals money. Yeah. Cause like, it's so clear when we talk about the company how excited we are how happy we are and how many plans we have for it so it kind of hurts a little bit more when it's like people asking about the money because it's like how are you not seeing how happy this is not that i don't think there's money that needs to be made within the company in order to keep it alive but the company at the end of the day is not about money it's about that this is what makes us happy this is what we want to do with our lives this is like our our thing like this is what like our whole lives is at this point it feels like and it's what we want our lives to be it's our end goal mm-hmm. so it's like I don't know how that the people that are just supporting us how that doesn't become more important sometimes than the money aspect of it also in a growing company like we're really only only a year in technically yeah because I don't think we're delusional in that way of being like oh we're gonna be like where we want to be tomorrow you yeah know, we know it's gonna take years and years and years to get where we want but the thing is we're not gonna we're not giving up yes and I think that shows that we know, like, this is our reality. And yeah, we may be delusional some people, but I think that's where the hard part is. Because sometimes you can let people's mind and things get to you, especially like there even are like business owners that failed that will be like, mm, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Or you should, you should treat it as your side hustle. And that's also hard too, because every business is different. Yes. I do like the advice from people who have succeeded and who their business like I don't want to say failed because I don't ever like being like you failed in your business because you took a chance still Mm -hmm. but I guess that lost their business or their business didn't succeed Mm -hmm. I do want that advice but there's so many factors that go into it like the overhead's gonna be different on everybody's business or yeah just not giving up a lot of the times businesses that make it are just ones that don't give up Mm mm-hmm I don't and like find percentage was actually look it up, but I saw a thing today that was like it was a large percentage of businesses that fail within their first year. But like in my opinion, depending on it depends on the overhead. Because if you have a large like pay up front, I can understand why you would fail within the first year if you're not doing well because it's easy to be like look at it and be like, at the end of the day, it's not worth it and like be like, I'm not making my profit back or even my money back in general. So why would I keep investing in this? I totally get that. But when you have a company that like at the end of the day, your overhead isn't that much compared to like 
other things like we don't have like investors and like we don't even really technically need investors at this point because we can supply ourselves with the fabric and put out only as much product as we are physically able to put out like we don't need to put out large quantities right now so with us it's like it makes sense like if you push through with stuff that has a smaller overhead it's really just like you have to push through and like want it enough Mm-hmm. at certain points like there's definitely factors to it that can end it before you want it to or before you technically allow it to but if you can like beat all those factors and you want it enough i just don't see our company like failing necessarily because i think we'll just keep pushing through as long as it's going to take mm-hmm. you know i agree but maybe that's why we're delusional i know it gets no, it's in just your head. yeah just really people people's words get in your head and like society in general, you know, especially since like, like I got laid off, you know, and every single person when they, when I say, oh, I got laid off, they're like, okay, what's next? Have you been looking for jobs? Have you applied? Like, or all these things. And it's like, for sure, just going right into the next job while like, I don't understand. Not, I mean, I, I can, I've been starting to be like, you know what? No, I'm taking, I'm taking some time to figure out ex- like I'm putting a hundred percent into this business and a hundred percent in my book. Because I do really feel like that is where it's at. And yeah, it's not always seen the same as applying to certain jobs or finding another job. I do definitely think it's mm-hmm. looked not down upon, but people are like, oh, okay, like, yeah. good luck with that. Even if our company is successful, people, most people don't even know if our company is like genuinely successful enough or sustaining us. They don't even care enough to ask or try to like just figure out. But I think the minute we say we have a small business and that's what we're dedicating 100% of our time to, there is like a weird judgment that comes with it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just because it, it's so different from a lot of people. We do have like people who, we have friends that have small businesses, so there it's more understood. But when it comes, when we're talking like people that have like a nine to five or something, I feel like there is a sort of judgment with it unless they also have like a passion for something like that. Like, mm-hmm. not like a bad way, but I do feel like that kind of sounds weird no because we're just not we're not downing people that like corporate that's fine but, but you can't like think that one is better than the other yeah and i will say like i just think it, it comes across that way from a wide range of people like i will mm-hmm. like a lot of people like not everyone has that mindset but it happens often that mm-hmm. we'll like say like oh we have a small business and like that's what we're putting all of our time into right now and like the flea market coming up blah, blah blah and i feel like it's always like oh like okay and in their head they feel like it's usually like, and it could be our anxiety playing with us where it's like we'll see where that goes mm-hmm. but i feel like it is like looked down upon but it also could be my anxiety thinking that i'm being looked down upon when in reality they can be thinking like oh so cool it's just not being heard by my anxious little head you know mm-hmm. i don't know and like also it is a it's hard because almost everybody around us is you know like went to school and have a job or like have a full-time job you know like a salaried job and then you know, when I go home right now I'm at the point where all my friends are graduating and getting like full-time salary like adult jobs mm-hmm. and then I'm like I'm swinging working on my small business and sometimes I feel like it's like it's more me playing in my head be like I feel like I'm behind in life because I don't have a full-time salary job and in reality like I come back I, I don't want that like I want the company and that's my end goal so like why am I not working towards that when I can kind of thing but I can play with your head when you see everybody around you you know being stable with a full-time job and a salary because our money is like very dependent on the month mm-hmm. 
it's not like a set amount you get you know i agree okay no i liked all your points okay i think it just takes a lot to go against societal norms Mm -hmm. it's like that one robert frost poem is that his two name? Yeah, roads. Two, and they take the road pit run road on less traveled. Less traveled, yeah. <laughs> <I did. laughs> did you take English in school? Because <laughs> that is like the most basic poem. I know. But yeah. I know. You know, we're taking the one less traveled. Because that's you know, I mean, you like don't for... know what's at the end of it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what's exciting, is we really don't know what the end of you know, there's like you said. The world is our oyster, which we really don't understand what the meaning of that really is. But the world is our oyster right now. And I say congrats to anybody that has gone against society. Not necessarily like you'd be like, yeah, do your own business. But like in any way, gone against mm-hmm. societal norms or gone against even like, especially like if people like in towns where you grew up in or like your family, if there's something that you went against, even though like you love your family, but you went against something that they wanted you to do because that was meant for you I think that's amazing Mm -hmm. because you knew in your gut that it was where you're supposed to be which is reality not delusion even though they might think you're delusional yeah that makes sense yeah but don't be delusional and like stalk people that tell you that's dumb you know that's delusion yeah but there's like also it's just morals like if you have if you're morally delusional it's you know going with your gut and i think in a way but like obviously if you don't have morals and you're being delusional yeah you're probably like gonna end up in prison or something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but like Uh, you can definitely just go about being delusional right and like it just yeah i don't really know how to say that but yeah i don't either should we wrap up this little section and get oh moral of the story take your path that you feel in your gut being delusional and or not even being delusional but following your gut instinct and really going for what you want is your way of making your life yours. Like I think I struggle with a long time with trying to like please everybody around me and please the people in me that were telling me otherwise. And I wasn't following my gut. I was going with what they were telling me. And I look back at that time and I like really regret not acting with my gut instinct because mm-hmm. it felt like I let them take control of my life rather than taking control of my own life. And it felt like a kind of like a, not like a waste of time, but like, I think, about how far I could be now if I would have used those years. Mm-hmm. And I like, it's kind of like, uh, you know? No, I'm completely. Saying, like, I think like you not acting on your life, not acting on your gut instinct, it can be a bit of a waste of time if you, you know, like, why not make your life what you want to make it? No, completely. And I think you have to tell people what you want mm-hmm. and what you want from the world and what you want from the business, what you want from relationship. You got to tell people because- that's the thing with confidence. Like, I do think our company was a lot- First of all, our company was like being manifested poorly when we used to be like, oh yeah, we have a small business and like, like we were a lot more hesitant to say it to people. I mm-hmm. think it showed within our company as well. And I think it showed to people like, oh yeah, we're not very confident. So it didn't allow them to be confident in us. But mm-hmm. since we've been very much intentional with our company, we've been like, yeah, we have a small business, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to explain it thoroughly. And we're like very, we know our company very well now. We know us very well now. We know that this is what we want. It comes across people like that and it comes across more like professionally almost but i think that we've gained more confidence from like our support system as well i agree you poured that perfectly did i because i did i lost it i thought no you did camera behind the pan i think that perfectly sums up delusional versus reality i mean like it's just 
it's definitely something you could just talk on forever, but you kind mm-hmm. of keep coming back to the same thing. Same thing. That's what I think. Go after your dreams, even if people kind of they think you're delusional. But if you feel it in your gut, and it's legal, and you're respecting everybody's yes. boundaries, then go for it. And the thing is, your delusion, like people, your reality that somebody else's delusion could someday be that person's reality because you made it you know a part of something yeah you just have no idea like what also what doors can open up for you when you take that risk like Mm -hmm. you just have no idea what your life could be if you really go for it and why would you stay at this life where you're like if i know what's gonna happen where you could potentially make this crazy cool life for yourself the life that you dreamed of and probably even more than that when i take that risk and then like not prove those people wrong but at the same time like prove your you know like prove your anxiety wrong prove you know if you could just like i don't know how to say that not prove wrong because that sounds like rude but like be like mm, i did this for myself be proud of yourself that you like conquered your anxiety you conquered these voices around you like a knight <laughs> okay <laughs> you know I was, I was with you i was like yeah you conquered him and then not telling me that your face always looks so bored with me. no i'm like, genuinely up. looking at you I like i can't tell because you look like you're so bored making you're like okay shut up so my god is that how i look at people honestly right now yeah that's what i'm saying you've seen like shut up okay you've been <laughs> for way too long so I that's not honestly what i think i was like saying. in my head i was like okay, yeah nodding because i can't i'm literally nodding at you're you not nodding at all. it feels like i'm nodding my head because <laughs> <laughs> well, i can't read you all this whole time I'm like does she hate everything i'm saying i cannot tell is that my problem with like everybody can problem. anybody like not read me usually but i don't just with your um my high. substance right now i don't think i'm able to yeah i'm also probably overly anxious a little bit right now <laughs> Um, well, should we go to the next part? Yeah, let's. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. That was that was a little musical. Uh, yeah, just to to draw the <laughs> to separate the sections. <laughs> um, so in our podcast, we want to start doing some sisterly advice because we are two sisters who give each other advice and. Whether you don't have any sisters and you're an only child, or you do have sisters, but you want some more. Either way. <laughs> These are found like sister wives, but we mean like <laughs> just genuine advice. Anything, any question is. Yeah, question whatever. or advice, like anything. We just put it on our Instagram. Yeah. We'll because, talk about anything, especially yeah. like, not that it has to all be around grief, but if there are any questions around grief and you feel like you're navigating grief alone we'd love to give it a sisterly advice mm-hmm. or if it's about sex really anything. periods anything and let's just have a little disclaimer we are not always correct mm-hmm. honestly most of the time we're not correct we just talk just take our advice with a grain of salt like we said go with your gut it's like if you're talking but, to your sister and she's telling you advice and you're like yeah great and you're, you're like mm, i'm not gonna do that yeah. like do that don't like trust everything we say and like Mm-mm. just i don't trust kendra's advice a lot and i don't trust lauren's advice a lot but sometimes i do you know like it's just, also it's just better to like talk it out with people it just makes it settles your anxiety it's fun mm-hmm. it's a good time so might as well just do it yeah we also ask like had people ask us questions too like we just put on instagram advice or questions so there are questions in here as well as advice yeah but yeah if you want to start submitting stuff you can either email it to us or we'll have um instagram questions on our stories probably like every sunday 
for every other Sunday for our podcast. Every other Sunday for our podcast. Yeah. Or maybe before Sunday. Because more... yeah, I'll probably be earlier in the week, actually. Just keep your eye out. Probably be Mondays, yeah. but that could also be wrong. I am so sweaty right now. Dude, me too. My feet are so sweaty. <laughs> um, do you want to do the first one? Yes. So the first piece of advice question thingy is advice moving to a new place and making friends. I do think we have some expertise in this one. Yeah, I'd say you more than me. Well, I, the thing is, I came to Nashville for college. And I think college is easy because you all have the common interests from the beginning. So I'm kind of saying, like, if it was not for college, if, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like I just moved to a new town. Maybe I got a job and I just moved because of the job or I moved because of a boyfriend. But I don't have any, like, friends in this town. Here's what I would do. Um, one, I know it's kind of like cliche, but just like activities, activities mm-hmm. that you're into. That's a common interest. Like I play pickleball. I meet a lot of friends in Nashville off pickleball. Um, I get organized sports are not for everyone or organized, but there's things. definitely things you can do. Like I wrote on mine, like, um, well, obviously like a job, if you like get mm-hmm. a job, you're always going to meet people through that. But I also said like going to similar spots, like having your usual spots, like go to the same coffee shop on like the same day you're probably gonna run into very similar people we like, do yeah because yeah. we go like every monday to americano we and we see the same people every week yeah or like we did the vikings bar will haggins mm-hmm. in nashville every sunday we started making friends through that yeah um, you just start finding your places in that city that you personally enjoy you'll probably find people pretty similar to you because you obviously like the same places and it'll, it'll create a common interest from the start and even though your anxiety is probably like, stay in the house. Yeah. Don't go outside. Just go. go because the what's the worst that can happen? You feel awkward because mm-hmm. you look like a loner. And that's because why I think nobody's that- like looking at you being like, oh my God, no. look at that loner. You know, like, like coffee be- shops and bars are probably the best, in my opinion, spots you can go because it's so normal for someone to sit alone at a coffee shop or bar. But at the same time, if you start going there, you start seeing the same people, it will stir up conversation because you guys will realize like, oh, saw you here last week, oh, uh, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and if you are into sports, honestly, the Vikings bar was the best way for me. Not that I like met a bunch of people there, but it's definitely like my most comforting social place. Mm-hmm. If you are into sports and you have a sports team, look up in your new city if there's a bar or something that like goes with that sports team because it can create a sense of home as well. If it's your home team or it can just create a sense of like community. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I also said, well, like try new things, you know, a lot of, I know like Nashville, there's like so many things that are like the Nashville guru tells you exactly what's going on that week. That's all these different things. So just go out there, try new things. Um, and then another one, which I know is like really cliche, but like be genuinely yourself. I think it's easy to fall into especially when you're new and you don't know anybody it's easy to kind of like fall into a group that's not like genuinely who your intentions are or like you change yourself to be um a part of this group because you just don't have a community right now but because I think that was me and a lot of times in college I think I kind of would change my personality and just so I could be part of a group and even out after college I think it took me a long time to really 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 find my genuine friends and now 27 which to like almost 10 years since I've been in Nashville I finally found like my true 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 friends like soulmate friends you know Mm -hmm. 
So it does take time, but I had to realize that I have to like genuinely be myself and you know, you know what yeah. I say? Yeah. I'm going to piggyback off that. Okay. Yes. Say, no, with that though, with staying like true to yourself and genuine to yourself, you also have to have love for yourself. And like I wrote online because my time moving to a new place, I'm a person who likes to be alone. I don't like to be that social and I like to be social like maybe one day of the week if that. So something for me with not having like my usual friends to go to, my usual friends just like hang around. I had to like learn to be okay with being alone and learn how to have fun just by myself. I mean, obviously I live with you, so it's a lot different. But even if I was alone, I feel like learning how to love your own company and enjoying your own company, whether you're going out to coffee shop alone or like staying in alone is something. And then also with, it allows you to like learn how to enjoy your time alone and like love yourself a little bit more. So if you were to find friends that didn't necessarily pick you up, in the beginning because I think your first friends in a new place might not always be the best of friends because you are kind of just like looking for people if they don't necessarily like lift you up bring you up then at least you can go back to your place and be good with yourself and know that like I don't know how to say it no, I agree. know like that it don't it, it won't they won't let them bring you down like mm-hmm. I just like because it can happen with uh, friends it can bring you down sometimes and like just knowing that you're good on your own is a good thing to have as well like not rely on people you know right when you need them Mm -hmm. you know I agree I like that point Mm -hmm. that was all the points I had for that one I think that was mine too sick sick did it but it boo next question um what's your biggest self-love advice okay this one kind of was with our delusional reality and I wanted to say it in that but then I, you know, I knew that this was going to come up. But I think this has probably been my biggest one in the past year. And I'm really sticking to it because every single time I do it, I feel way better. Set boundaries with people, friends, relationships, social media. I don't know, just like, how do I say? Like, like social media, I have to set boundaries myself. Like if I keep scrolling through social media, I know I'm going to get down. And so... I only allow myself a certain little bit of social media or some days I have to be like, don't even touch my phone, you know? And when it comes to even like friends, you know, like if like you, you need your alone time. If you keep saying yes, yes, yes to all these people, you're going to drain yourself. So set boundaries and be like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to not go out. You're not like a loser or a loner by saying like, no, I just, I can't go out tonight. And yeah. Agreed. Or if you are like, you know what? I need to get out of the house. Text somebody. Say, let's go out. Mm-hmm. You know, take you guys, that, like, like, taking your life by the rain. Yeah. And saying, like, oh, no, I can't. I don't want to do this tonight. Or, like, oh, yes, I do. And I'm mm-hmm. going to, like, take action on it kind of thing. Like, And sometimes you have to really think about your own feeling versus somebody else's. Like, I don't know if we said this on the podcast. But I had two very weird situations with grown men last year. You know, what I mean? you know what I'm saying? Like, they kind of sucked a little bit, both of them. I'm well aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. They got a little <laughs> They got a little weird. And it wasn't like I ever was like, oh, let's go out. They just, I don't know, just got a little clingy. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, he, like, keeps messaging me on Facebook or he, this guy keeps texting me. And, like, it's weird. Like, I don't know what made them think that. I was into them because I never was or you know it was gonna be that you know what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. and I kept being like oh but I don't want to make them feel bad but then it's like no they're making me feel bad yeah so I'm gonna say 
don't message me. Stop messaging me. And once um, we so, set those boundaries, luckily it got cleared up. Yeah. Like it did. And I think, yeah, you just have to like, it's once again, like not taking a risk to set boundaries because obviously it's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, it can feel like a risk at the time. But it's like, if that is what is going to make you happy, same with every situation. Like if staying in tonight instead of going out with your friends is what's going to make you happy and what's going to help you like reset, then choose that option. It might feel risky because it might feel like you could upset with upset your friends but at the end of the day like that's what's best for you and you Mm -hmm. put yourself ahead majority of the time in your life so I guess you know especially when you're moving to a new place like you really need to focus on your mental health and you know resetting and recharging Mm because it can be just a lot I agree and then like yeah and then with boys this year I feel like I've really been good with boundaries and it's good to like actually tell people what's on your mind versus this whole like you know thing of like even like ghosting because like there was one dude where I was like not in like just not interested whatever you know and I felt good that I wasn't like the ghoster or the one that was kind of like leading somebody on and there was another dude where I was like yo straight up what do you want like mm-hmm. what what are you like what are you looking here's for? what I'm looking for is this what you're looking for it wasn't and then it ended and I was like honestly I feel great that it's not even on my mind anymore it cleared my mind mm-hmm. and now I can attract other people you know definitely like i feel like i gave it also clears your mind to then attract new things Mm -hmm. not necessarily like all boys but like when you set your boundaries i think you automatically have like a clearer head i think it kind of also goes along with like keeping promises to yourself i think it can help a lot with self-love like if you tell yourself i want to work out four times this week and then you don't Mm -hmm. or at least for me at least if i tell myself i want to work out four times this week and then i don't I feel upset with myself that I didn't keep the promise to myself and it kind of makes me like dislike myself I've noticed or if I'm like I want to wake up at nine o'clock every single day this week and I wake up at noon I've noticed it plays a really bad toll on myself love my mental health for myself mm-hmm. and I feel like if it's like if you keep disappointing yourself by not keeping these promises to yourself it's you know just gonna take, keep taking a toll on you because you stop believing in yourself so completely I do think like yeah setting boundaries and keeping promises for yourself is a huge like I do have one more sorry and you can go go for it um also another one that I've really been focusing in on is that I want to put the energy that I want (laughs) okay let me look put the energy you want received out into the world like what energy you want that's also the energy you should be putting into the world when that like you know just any people friends relationships anything like if you're putting out there what you want receive like what you how you want to be kind of like treat people how you want to be treated yeah but in a way of like even just the energy I bring like I'm, I'm trying not to be um like even though yeah inside I'm like oof anxiety 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 what I'm outwardly projecting I'm not trying to show like anxious or like you said people pleaser like I'm not trying to do that I'm trying to like be super super genuine here's what I want here's what I want received and I feel like it gives better energy between everything. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. 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 Just yeah. the people pleasing. I think both of you guys, both of you guys, both of us grew up being such people pleasers. And when you realize like, no, people pleasing doesn't do anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes the other person feel good, but like not like, in a correct way. Your, it plays with both of your heads. Like, yeah. If you keep people pleasing. Also, it just doesn't create a lasting relationship with anybody. No. If you keep people pleasing, then eventually you're going to feel like you're giving all and they're, 
with people pleasing it feels like you're giving all all of you Mm -hmm. you know and then in a friendship i feel like it can make them think like think of you differently because you're people pleasing it's showing characteristics of you that you don't necessarily have it's ones that you're trying to go along with your friend for Mm -hmm. to make the relationship not have any conflict but end of the day that's not an adult relationship like you need to have it is healthy to have conflict and is healthy to have differing opinions and differing like interests and stuff like that's that's totally fine in a friendship in a relationship that Mm -hmm. but like I I used to be like I mean I wouldn't go along with all my friends like opinions and stuff but I definitely wouldn't voice my own opinion because I was too scared where it's like it's best to have differing opinions it is fun it makes for a good and um what would you say um intricate friendship (laughs) (laughs) yeah um my therapist that was because I was kind of like recent with grief too is my therapist kept telling me she'd be like why are you downplaying your grief or why are you telling people you're fine and then she was like you're doing it to make them not feel awkward about your grief mm-hmm. when for you you're downplaying it and seeming like you're fine if they're your friends they should under you should be able to feel like say what you're feeling Definitely. you know and that was true it was like I was masking so much of my grief which wasn't allowing me to process it as a whole because you were having because to, like, I was people. yeah and also like for me at least I had some resentment towards my friends for a while because I was hiding it from them they had no idea that I was like still so broken over it and then I was like oh I can't believe they aren't noticing like mm-hmm. like oh what great friends they aren't even asking me about it but it's like why would they ask me about it first of all if they think it's going to trigger me or if they think that I'm fine it's like to them I wasn't being transparent with them so why would they have thought otherwise of what I was showing into their face mm-hmm. communication is key 100% you want to talk about yours yes let's see what I wrote here <laughs> oh yeah well, this isn't like my biggest advice or the, I mean, honestly, it is. I have a lot of, I've had a, we both have, we've had a long history of a roller coaster of self-love. Mm-hmm. I struggle with it a lot. I Me with too. It every single day. Every, every single morning day. I wake up and it's completely different. So my like big point is like it comes and goes in waves. Like there's some days where I really love myself and I am so confident with who I am as a person, so confident in how I look. And then the next day I'll wake up and I will hate how I look. I'll regret everything I just said to a person the other night. Like I'll think about a conversation I had two years ago and I'm like, oh my God, you're so stupid. Why did I say that? And I think it's also anxiety plays a huge part in self-love. Mm-hmm. You, make your, you doubt yourself super easily. But I just think, yeah, you have to understand it's going to come and go, go in ways. You can't instantly like one day be like, oh, love myself. And like you're set for life. Like it's a, it's a battle you face every single day and it's something you have to like really learn what helps you and then take those steps every single day to help you kind of thing and oh yeah um learning how to like once again it kind of goes to like the movie new place like you have to kind of find self-love with that like learning how to spend time with yourself and how to love time spending your time by yourself um I listened to Ava Jewel's podcast and she said her journey towards self-love she started making herself go out to eat by herself and like learning how to love enjoying time by herself so she started with breakfast because that was like a simple meal to eat by yourself and she would go to cafes mm. by herself and then slowly she would like then she went to lunch and then she went to dinner and it was like a whole progression but it it's like she said like learning how to enjoy a meal out by herself was huge for her and I feel like that I'm the same way like once I learned how to spend time alone and enjoy a whole day by myself and like genuinely enjoy it just as much as I enjoy, enjoy a day with a friend mm-hmm 
is when I like really started to love myself because I enjoy my own company. And I feel like that's a huge thing is learning how to enjoy your own company and building a relationship with yourself. And then I also have a lot on this. I like that one. I like that point a lot. Thanks. Um, Another one is like it kind of goes along with it is like finding something that you enjoy for yourself and yourself only doesn't have any outside factors in it because that can also help you enjoy time with yourself and if it's something that you like work with on yourself and like master like for me like sewing I'm sorry I'm saying like a lot that's my bad but sewing and art is my thing that for me is my self-love I have like I think any hobby you have can be a form of self-love it's something you do for yourself and it's something like you're trying to get better at be like proud of yourself like mm-hmm. I when I do a piece of art or when I sew something like it allows me to actually be proud of myself that was another point is like allowing yourself to be proud of yourself I think for a long time I let I thought that being proud of yourself was conceited and arrogant and it held me back from being from loving myself because I felt like I wasn't really allowed to because mm-hmm. to me I associate it with being arrogant but you can definitely be proud of yourself in a humble way like there's no it really has no correlation with being arrogant at all and it took me a while to realize that but it really is true and I think once I started to be proud of things that I was doing and proud of the way I was treating people and proud of the products I was making or proud of the art I was making mm-hmm. anything like that I started to love myself more and yeah then, well um, can I have a little I kind okay. of have yeah. a little side thing on that one well I feel like the digging the nice and deep boy um I think what was I saying distracted the dodgeball quote and then i think of all the dodgeball quotes um oh when you're talking about hobbies with self-love that is a great one because i think a lot of people think oh i have to this i can only do this hobby if i'm making it successful if i'm good at it you know and it's okay to have hobbies that you truly truly love that you're not good at and you're like getting better at yeah or you know like you you want to take dance classes or like no we take we do these like stupid like dances dances at night these dance workouts at night and we don't we both know we look so stupid but at the end of it we feel so much better and we're like moving our bodies in ways we've never moved our body and even though yeah outside world be like bro you guys are so bad at this but every single night that we do that we just feel so much better about ourselves exactly because like i also think it kind of goes along with keeping promises to yourself thing it's like if you're doing something for you that you want to progress on and you are even if it's in the smallest ways, even if it's a progression that only you can see, like mm-hmm. we think we're getting better at dance, we're probably just at outside, I mean, wouldn't be, but I, yeah. I'm like, oh, I hit, the, I hit that step that I didn't hit last time and I'm proud of myself and it makes me like, yeah, love myself more because I'm sticking with something and I'm learning from it. Like in my mind, hobbies are something, are, are a form of self-growth throughout your life. It allows you to like learn something new. It allows you to try things that you don't necessarily wouldn't have tried without that certain hobby. And so- all I just think like yeah taking risks and trying new things trying to find something that you really really enjoy mm-hmm. for yourself with outside with no outside factors speaking in on it can create a lot of self-love for yourself a lot of self-love for yourself <laughs> <laughs> okay go to your next one <laughs> um oh yeah and then my last one is watching your negative self-talk like I've noticed that I've noticed that I do have really negative self-talk and I actually learned it when I worked in rehab because the kids would call me out on it all the time and they I would be like oh god I'm sorry I'm so stupid as like and I to me it was a joke to me like putting myself down is a joke which is sad but very true and I think it is for a majority of the world like that's just humor nowadays is putting yourself down and that's totally fine but then I noticed I started doing it not 
as a joke and I would say even to myself like all the time like I'll look in the mirror and be like oh whoa you know like that's like (laughs) not great you know and then I think it's as I started doing it more it started becoming a habit so now like whenever I look in the mirror even if I look at myself deeper and like how I look my first comment to myself whenever I look in the mirror is always like "Ooh," which is not good Mm -mm. or like I'll say something that is like I'll say something and instantly if I feel uncomfortable I'm like oh that was stupid Mm -hmm. in reality it might not have been I just might have gotten comfortable Mm-hmm. So I've noticed my negative self-talk is bad and it can just recreate like really bad patterns within your brain. It does. I've noticed my thing with that too is like sometimes I'll think about even like something that happened like five years ago, but you know how like those stupid things pop up in your head and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And whenever those pop up, I like notice I like mouth myself. I'm like, oh my God, I fucking hate myself. Yeah. But like, and I don't hate myself, but when I keep telling myself that I'm like, no, stop, stop yeah, saying like, that. Like, what if you had like a friend that every single time you said something, they were mm-hmm. like, that was stupid. Yeah. Like, of course you would hate that friend. And you'd like, you're not my actual friend. But when it's yourself, like everybody knows you're just way harder on yourself. And it's a lot easier to be like, just blow it off as like, oh, it was a comment, just like my inner thought, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's totally fine to have that. But I think just watching it and like being aware of it makes you look at it differently. Mm-hmm. Like I don't if you can change the pattern of it, if you can fix yourself, negative self-talk, then like, mm-hmm. I definitely say try it. I think. That, Especially, sorry. Oh, yeah, you got it. I um, it. Well, actually, I think it was the Vogue, you know, in the makeup, Vogue makeup videos where they're like, or like oh, skincare yeah. teens. I think it was Haley Richardson where she was, she said that she used to do a ballet when she was really young and she would look at herself in the mirror and like always hate herself in the mirror. And so her ballet teacher made her, say three things she likes about herself every single time she looked in the mirror and was like sad about the way she looks and she said she still does it to this day that's cool and i like i've kind of done that with the mirror or like even just like if i you know with anxiety you might be out with a lot of people and then that night maybe they're like oh why did i do that you know Mm -hmm. but instead be like here are three things i think there was like really cool like really cool things that i might have said or did or the energy i put out or yeah when you look in the mirror be like here are three things that i find great about my looks Mm -hmm. i think that's really cool i think it's a good idea but also with the whole like pattern thing i think like if i point pinpoint one thing i didn't like in a conversation with somebody that i did i pinpoint that and then i have a conversation like a week later with them and i say something like along the same lines even though i stand by that new comment or something i'm gonna be like oh like i shouldn't have said that or something like or like Mm -hmm. if you look in the mirror and i don't like my nose like one day i don't like my nose and then for me it's like the rest like always I don't like my nose where it's like maybe that day I don't like my nose but maybe the next day I do you know but in my mind it's like the negative self-talk sticks with like once I don't like something about myself I don't like that for the rest of my time I feel like unless I start to look at from a new perspective and change my negative self-talk on it mm-hmm. does that make sense I feel like yeah your self-talk is a lot like the comments in social media mm-hmm. like you might have 10 amazing comments mm-hmm. and then one person will be like you're ugly and you're like yeah you know I what am. i am ugly and it's like no i had 10 comments being like oh you're beautiful you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i think just watch your negative self-talk is a huge one so like it's not like yeah i just feel like it can definitely be like a helpful little little uh little thing <laughs> i lost what i lost what i was saying oh my god let's move on do you have another one or is that done for self-love that was done for okay self-love. This one is, what's your favorite board game? <laughs> That's just a question. I mean, I'll say mine. Mine's Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly's I a good one. I also love Clue. That one's a good one too. Mm-hmm. I like 
uh, Settlers of Catan or Trivial Pursuit. Guess who won Trivial Pursuit last time we played Trivial Pursuit? You did. Kendra, I won because I'm the smartest person here. And that's well known by everybody. Am I right? Literally. Well, it's true. Just kidding. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, those are my favorite board games. I love board games. Yeah, Lauren's always like, the minute we just sit on the couch, she's like, you want to play games? You know what? I was so like stupid when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I was like this big overachiever in school. And you know when they would do like create something for this book and you have to do something i'd always be the one be like i'm gonna create an entire board game and i did multiple projects i created my own board games that's weird i should have like you gone have into board game making them you know i i wonder if i can find them somewhere yeah I, I don't remember a single board game you made what uh must not have been that good i made you your new girl yeah, monopoly never finished it. i never finished it yeah but i did paint kendra a new girl monopoly for her 21st birthday yeah because i love monopoly 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 is probably the only game <laughs> that lauren can really get me to play unless we're like intoxicated then i'm ready to play a game but like sober playing you games. don't like playing games and it makes me sad yeah well also lauren's annoying with games she's not a fun person to play games with you sometimes because i always win yeah she thinks that and then she's just annoying what is your love language in terms of receiving and giving love okay so love language that i want from people so that's receiving yeah Yeah. receiving um so smart you guys definitely okay well okay it's different when it comes to friends that's what i was versus like relation like yeah you know relationships sexy relationships yeah even just just um intimate intimate relationships because when it comes to intimate relationships definitely physical touch because i don't really give physical i not, I give it but i kind of have to have it like received before i give it like it's mm-hmm. definitely something that i'm not going to make the first move like physically mm-hmm. and but i love physical touch mm-hmm. um and not meaning like sexual sexual but you know like like a hand hold yeah hand on the knee yeah yeah like love like, it yeah and then I also probably like just like quality time. Mm-hmm. That's also then so when it comes to friends and family, because I'm bad with physical touch with the friends. Like mm-hmm. friends that hug, I'm like, ooh, I don't know why. I just it just weirds me out. Same. Even hugging you. Yeah, we don't hug. <laughs> we don't really hug. We, never hug. we don't really touch. <laughs> no, we'll high five once in a while. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do um, when we were younger and we would sleep in the same bed, we would touch feet. We would touch feet, and every single night, Lauren would be like, "Can you rub my bag?" <laughs> I love back rubs. Um, yeah, we used to sleep with our like. We used to sleep. What's that called? Like we used to sleep like um on our sides, but on opposite sides, facing opposite ways. But then our feet would be touching. Yeah, I love. But the thing is, I have a weird thing with my feet. Not like Lauren does. She's always like, "Can you hold my foot?" I love I people holding my feet. It's just so comforting. I would never hold your foot. Um, I don't blame you. And then, oh yeah, so for family, I definitely want to receive quality time, mm-hmm. and maybe acts of service. Like I think when people and friends like do something that is when some when somebody does something that they don't really expect anything in return that's very yeah very nice and then what i give nothing just kidding (laughs) i don't know what do i give i probably give quality time yeah she loves being around people i do so it's definitely quality time i think i don't see you i think that you hate me yeah 
I think you are a words of affirmation person too. Really? Yeah. Wow, I don't think I'm very good with words. No, I mean, like, oh, receiving. I feel like you're a words of affirmation person. No, you're not good with words. <laughs> like, well, actually, you are. Because, like, when and like, with you, when you say, like, like oh you mean a lot to me or something like that like you can tell you really mean it and oh so yeah I, I only like, say that stuff I, like I think I say rare. it out of the blue yeah it's yeah. very rare it's when I say it too but like when it is said I think it's really big for you to say and I think it comes across as like whoa because you don't say it like often I feel like you know yeah I'm not good like I guess sometimes it's hard to tell words of affirmation sometimes words of affirmation makes me nervous even receiving it because I'm like mm, I just don't always trust people's words but more words of affirmation like yeah when you you know it's genuine mm-hmm. it's i'm trying to think a forgive um i can't remember all five of them what are they gifts. Words of affirmation gifts quality time physical touch acts of service mm-hmm. oh yeah i would say probably acts of service actually i would have to veto that because every time she goes out for coffee with one of her friends he never brings me back a coffee ever so veto um Dude, I do sugar you all the time. Yeah, you do. But like that shit really pisses me off. Like, why would you not get me a coffee if you're out? Whenever I, if I ever were out for coffee, I would always text you and say, do you want a coffee? Yeah, but a lot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Gross. A lot of the time I'm getting coffee and then I'm also doing something afterwards. Okay. So I, I don't, don't want care. your coffee to get cold or I water down. I don't care. I don't know. But you know what really annoys me? Oh my God. Little sidetrack. I'll be like at a bar with a friend and Kendall will be like, can you bring me home a Coke? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to go to this bartender and be like, hey, can I have a Coke? But to go. Well, I don't know what is. Whenever you're, actually every single night, I crave Coke and chocolate milk. <laughs> and so whenever she's out, I'm like, mm, maybe this is my chance. So I always text her, like, can I have a chocolate milk or a Coke? I'm like, no. Like, what if one day you did bring me back a Coke or a chocolate milk? I'd be so happy. The thing is, they're at like bars. It's not like we're at a restaurant or like a McDonald's. Sometimes you guys do hit McDonald's on the way back. So I don't know if you were there, but I bet yeah. you didn't even think about me, would you? Yes, I would. If I hit McDonald's, I totally would. Yeah, you better. Um, I'd bring you back a chicken nugget. That means just one. <laughs> just one. Uh, yeah, I would say acts of service, though, besides, like, you know, getting a coffee when you're out for me or something like that. Well, like, acts of service in general, probably. I think you're pretty good about, like, doing things and not asking for things in return or, like, wanting to be, like... <laughs> you just do it that's pretty sick except for the whole coffee thing okay <laughs> i don't know how to respond to that okay do what yours are now i feel uncomfortable why did that make you sound like a bitch no i just feel uncomfortable why because i'm not even really complimenting you <laughs> I, don't. I feel like i'm giving you a backhanded compliment i don't love i don't like to yes i do but well, i also i don't really Skills. but to your friends like I, I think you and i are different like with us i think like i think with your friends it's a lot acts of service yeah like i think you oh. would do a lot for like oh like, yeah would i would do, do anything, anything for them and then you wouldn't ask for anything in return no like i feel like you're just a very like giving person in that way thanks good job laura you're a great <laughs> friend <laughs> you do you know yeah. okay mm-hmm. so for mine receiving i said quality time and physical touch yeah so we're the same yeah but like, yeah like physical touch like i like to grab 
<laughs> don't grab me nobody grab no. me it's not like the sexual ones no, either it's just, it's like, just like the little yeah but as in a relationship i'm the same thing like in friendships i don't hug my friends i don't do anything like we never touch like don't touch me don't literally don't sit within two feet of me <laughs> same but relationship wise it's definitely physical touch like hand i love holding hands mm-hmm. i think it's the sweetest little thing ever um but with friendships yeah it's still quality time and then, yeah, I'd probably say acts of service means the most to me by, like, receiving friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then giving, I think, acts of service. And then I also said quality time. Yeah, your acts of service slash gifts. But acts of service yeah. and gifts can be very, what, very similar. That's what I was going to talk about is, like, mm-hmm. to me, I really don't see that much of a difference in them. Because mm-hmm. for me, when I get a gift, I only get gifts if it's like, oh, I thought of you. And then I bought you this. Mm-hmm. It's never like, that's what I think gifts are, in my opinion. Or like, like making, like, like you, you've made me like a dress before and be like, yeah, I thought this pattern would look really good yeah. on you or stuff like that. Or, but yeah. And like yeah, you with your, like that stuff, with like, you with your boyfriend, like the, your anniversary gift you got him was just like a little keychain. It doesn't me. mean like anything big, like a gift, like I'm trying to woo you, but it's more of like, yeah, it's something that reminded you of them. Yeah. I don't really know if it's acts of service or because sewing me up a dress is also an act, but then it's also a gift. Yeah. Also, you are the best gift giver when it comes to like birthdays and Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. One time, because she knows how much I love reading and taking baths. She got me just a couple books and then a couple bath bombs and some other. Yeah. And it was like, that was a cool. What's that thing called? Like it like stamps her books. Oh yeah. Where now it says like library of lauren yeah but then like also like i feel like i also like like it's acts of service i also enjoy like receiving mm-hmm. and giving because like if somebody were to be out and be like oh can we think of you i'd be like oh my god it's the sweetest thing in the whole world and i keep it forever probably yeah you're a hoarder yeah so i think acts of service is very much tied with long time and physical touch for giving or receiving as well mm-hmm. and then i give that as well yeah sick love it next, next one. question um what's your favorite dating tv show and why for sure love island yes yeah, why me. because one you get an episode every single day two it's not like edited like bachelor where it's like oh my god look at this amazing date where they're flying through the clouds because like who's not gonna fall in love when you're flying through the clouds True. you know these are just people sitting in a villa you don't have any like books or TV or phone. I mean, they have a phone, but they're not like they're not like, social media. Yeah, and so they're just all talking. And then if you couple up with somebody, you have to share a bed with them, you know. And it's just, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of tests, like they do Casa Amor, where they you know, like, all these new people come in. Um, they do, like fun challenges, which add like a fun little happiness spice to the villa it's mm-hmm. funny there's also yeah there's like, love Island, like so much like whoa like dating but it's also just so funny yeah because the narrator makes yeah. jokes about everybody too it's like very it plays light on like a reality dating tv show kind of yeah yeah that's by far my favorite so we're having talks today and like i think also love island is probably bad i've been watching a lot of it we've been watching a lot because the uk season's going on and then we're also watching, well, now we're basically done with that one, but we watched all of Australia recently too. So we've been going between UK and Australia. So we've been watching a lot of That's Love like Island. That's all we've watched recently. And today we go, do you think 
watching this much love island is giving us all like all men are giving us the ick yeah and i was like yeah honestly i legit i turned to kendra and i was like i don't know if i can date a man right now like i they are just giving me the ick because the guys on there like honestly suck and also just like hearing a guy's perspective of dating his girl it's just all of these guys at least it's nowhere near as deep and as intentional as it is with a girl and so i think Mm -hmm. you can play with your head a lot and be like is are all guys like this like yeah and it just makes you and also i think it sways my opinion on like relationships as well because i I think relationships like going through the same steps as they are in the villa or in reality like they're like a little villa island Mm -hmm. and like you know it's just different than obviously the real world dating but in my head i'm comparing dating to villa dating and it's like no girl mm-hmm. pull yourself back i think it's definitely taking my head my yeah it's probably good if we take a little break from it yeah love love island but there are so many episodes that it can be like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. yeah 100 but soon we have to take a break from it anyway but yeah all the rest of the reality tv dating shows honestly not a fan no. bachelor i was like a fan in high school because there's a group of people that would get together and watch it and so it was more of like a camaraderie with camaraderie camaraderie with this group of people wasn't necessarily i was like oh my god love the bachelor honestly i it's like not realistic at all like Mm -hmm. you know like i feel like love island so much more of a realistic dating Mm -hmm. aspect um what are some other ones are you the one stupid like what's that one where they can't see each other oh i hate that show love is blind i know everybody loves it i don't like it yeah I don't like any of the other reality dating TV shows. I did love Joe Millionaire. I mean, it was super unrealistic. It was just mm-hmm. fun to watch. Yeah. Because a lot of girls like, like oh my God, I only want the millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. But like the one that I like genuinely watch and I'm like super invested in and also do think is the most equipped to set a couple up for the real world is definitely Love Island. In yeah. My opinion. And we say we're not going to watch Love Island for a little bit, but that's probably wrong because the next season of Love Island is the all-star season where it's all all-star people but we have not seen love island uk seasons one and two so we will need to watch that before the new season exactly so um, i say we're not gonna watch it but yeah we probably will can't hold ourselves back no also put me on love island i'd be so good yes if you work for love island please put lauren on she would be so good at it minus the food challenge yeah don't make her do that cut her out of that (laughs) But the rest of it, she would do, she would be awesome on Love Island. Yeah, I think I'm blunt. She is. In a good way. Yeah, to people though and relationships. Yeah. Like there's sometimes we're like, God, why are you letting people do this? And not like, I wouldn't do it in a gossipy way, but I'd be like, bro, are you seriously cheating yeah. on her? That's you think you can too. do better than that? You crazy catty people, Lauren's not catty. She'd go to the person's face and be like, and very nicely and be like, what's going on here? Like, you think this is the best thing? Or else to a guy, if he's like, Hello, love. You look so slamming tonight. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, she'd be so entertaining. Or, or I'd probably imitate him back and like, you look slamming too. Yeah. yeah, like I think your your banter is different than everybody else's. There, I think it'd be so much fun. Keep having me up. I love yes, it. Yes, girl, get it. Um. Okay. What's the next question? Next question is, what does love mean to you? You know, I wrote this one down. Well, I don't, yeah, I wrote down, but let me, let me, you know, elaborate. So I said, someone you can genuinely be yourself around and be accepted. And you also genuinely love, like genuinely, um, and you allow them to generally be themselves and you accept them and you choose to put the work in every day, whether that means relation, like 
like intimate relationships, friendships, family, like every single person that you love, you have to like genuinely work with. Like you and I love each other, but some days I want to rip your head off. Same. But I think we genuinely have to be like, like if we get a fight, I, we have to go up to each other and just be like, I didn't like that, you know? Yeah. And we have to resolve okay, it. Apologize. Communicate. 100%. I do think that's a really good point is like show, like putting the effort in every single day. Because yeah. you can have that like feeling with somebody, but if you're not allowing to put both the work in, I really don't think you genuinely love them. No. And like the relationships just can't last at that point. If you're not putting the work in mm-hmm. from both sides, it's like, well, yeah, where's it going to go? You know? Yeah, your turn. Going along with that, I said having full respect for somebody um, and wanting to truly understand them and being able to accept things you don't love about them and still love, like, accept things you don't like about them and still love them. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like, there's things about you that I'm not like, woo, about. There's definitely things about you that I'm like, whoa. No, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, what? How, much, how much you want to hang out with me? Oh. You know? Just because I love you. Exactly. Like, for me, it's like that's just me love, you know. So then, there's definitely like things like every single person, like even yourself. You don't, you're not super excited about every single thing about somebody. And I think to me, if you are, that's more infatuation. Like there has to be a part of love where you realize, like, mm, I don't really like this part about them. But if you can push back past that and accept them and truly like accept them for who they are, to me, that's love. And then I also said that love is wanting to be with them for their best moments and wanting you to be there, wanting you for, to have them. Oh my God, wait, let me re-say this. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. No, <laughs> let me say it. Um, is wanting to be with them for their best moments and wanting them to be with you for your best moments. Yes. To me, that's also love. I feel like that really means a lot if you want to be there for them, even at their bad moments too. Like just being for the, there in general and you want them to be there for you. Like, all of that. Mm-hmm. I think it just means a lot. Also, yeah, I had more to say, but that I totally forgot. No, I was just thinking about your point. I totally agree with the whole 100% respect people thing, you know, mm-hmm. because I think like even in Love Island or just like couples in general that tell each other they love each other and it could be more of an infatuation because if one person like truly hurts one per- like another person and doesn't like genuinely, genuinely like feel so much remorse mm-hmm. that they genuinely hurt them that's not love yeah like if you can hurt somebody and just like be that's okay that love. you hurt at them that's not love at all yeah I can even though you could still be like oh I love you but that's that's not like genuine I think love just gets thrown around so much that it's so hard to tell what it is especially like in shows like I you know I'm watching Pretty Little Liars as well mm-hmm. and like I'm you know they're like so in love with these people Ezra he's like in love with Arya <laughs> but then he like is red flag red flag but then he like writes I mean he's like writing this book and the minute they break or the minute they're together and like he's in love with her I guess he stops but then they break up and he starts writing it again like that is not love if you know this book is actually gonna hurt her to me also love doesn't like true love doesn't really end like you always are gonna have love for the people that in my mind you genuinely loved whether like it the relationship no longer lasts anymore I don't think you truly truly loved them if you can just be like, oh, like, I hate them. I'm going to do this for them out of spite or something like that. Like, if you love them, there's always going to be a genuine care for them. Even though that people can come into your life for short periods of time mm-hmm. or long periods of time to love. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I truly, and I think love is like, you're, if you love somebody, they shouldn't really feel uncomfortable with coming to you for anything. Or like, that's what I, I would want out of love. Like, mm-hmm. I want people to know that if I love them, 
I would never judge them. And I think that's with respect to, like, I don't think if you respect someone fully that you'll judge them. Like, you'll definitely be, like, mm, on certain decisions or, like, mm, on certain aspects of their life, I guess. But you like, judging them and, like, making them feel judged is... You judge me every single day. <laughs> yeah, because you're weird. <laughs> also, it's not like true judgment. It's like yeah. you're like, she's like fucking doing a pterodactyl noise all over the house <laughs> at like fucking, like right when she wakes up, she's so loud sometimes. And I lay in my bed, I'm like, oh my God. Or the thing with Lauren is before I'm even out of bed, she comes in my room and just sits on my bed and like lays down and just wants to chit chat with me. And I'm sorry, but like, I don't want that. Quality time. Yes. And I like quality time, but like not all the time. So I was like, it's stupid you're annoying you're a whore <laughs> i never saw her a whore okay sick but also, gotta... we've also oh my god i needed to spin that around so we've also discussed recently that relationships between siblings is so different than relationships with friends and like actual relationships like i have a boundary with you that i feel yeah i like... hope you wouldn't call any of other friends whores exactly well like as a joke but like um like obviously with you I can push your buttons a lot more because I know what's actually gonna push your buttons and I enjoy pushing your buttons because you're my sister I would actually push my buttons because certain days you're like up for anything I say and certain days I say one thing that I probably <laughs> said yesterday and you're like and you get in a huge fight over it what did you say like certain times when I call you stupid enough you'll be like I'm fucking done with you for the day. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. storm off to your bedroom. But it's like, I told you stupid five more times, extra times yesterday. And you had to work like, <laughs> the line. <laughs> I didn't set clear boundaries. <laughs> no, but like, obviously with siblings, just because you grew up with them and like, you and I are like, you're probably the person I'm closest to in all of life. And you're also super being, we have a business together, we live together, you're my sister. So like, I can Hopefully we don't ever hate each other because that would suck. We can't. We're soulmates as well. So it just no. is the way we are. But like with you, I can say I I say things to you I would never say to my friends, and I definitely treat you in a way I would never treat my friends, which is probably not great. But at the same time, we're sisters, and I hope that you don't treat some of your friends the way you treat me sometimes too. I treat you with respect all day. <laughs> I would beg to differ. Yeah. Was there anything else to that question? No, I don't think so. Well, was there another question? No. That's it. That's it. Wow. Welcome or thank you or <laughs> that was our first sisterly advice. I want something a better name than like sisterly advice. Me too. If you guys have any ideas on names, let us know. Sister, sister. Remember that show? Yeah. Okay. Well, shall we end the pod? Let's. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Um, our new swimmer line is on four months in a row.com. Our TikTok and our Instagram is four months in a row. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, advice, you want to tell us that we're doing a shit job, just email us at four months in a row at gmail.com or you can DM us four months in a row on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, we won't have a Twitter or Facebook. No, thank you. I guess we technically have a Facebook because we have an Instagram, but like, I have no idea what's on there. Me either. So. I don't know how to use it. Me either, really. Um, okay. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. 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 <laughs>